You're listening to Paint the Town podcast with your hosts, LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of. Hey, what's up, everybody? Woo! We're finally back, man. Dude, that trip to Amsterdam was awesome. You recovered yet, man? Um, yeah, absolutely recovered, but I'm I'm ready to move there. Um, Dude, the weed's so good there, man. Well, you know what? Yeah, of course. But we got great weed here. Okay, the weed's right That's here. True. But here's the thing, dude. The people over there are awesome. They they shoot you straight. They they tell you what's up. They don't bullshit you. Big guys on bikes, man. Oh, and the, and the big guys on the bikes. <laughs> but anyways, man, okay, so crack a beer open, man, for our guest today, man. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just totally stoked to have... Uh... Oh! Did you catch that? Where'd it go? <laughs> not, not quite the sound effect I was looking for, man, but uh, <laughs> that'll work. My brother, Wordsmith, is here with us today in the city of industry. Cheers, man. Cheers. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Thank you for making that drive. Oh, it's good to be here. Dude, it's so awesome to finally have you on, man. And you know what? It's like one of those things that um, we're in the same circles, man, but we, like, we don't really quite like know each other personally, you know what I mean? But we have you like, met him a, yet? Yeah, we met each other in the past before when I was DJing one time in Hollywood and then like came out to one of the things. It, okay. uh, you were there too, you know what I mean? But, right, um, right. Uh, but, but you know, like I said, it's just cool because now we finally, I, I was like, let's save it, man. Cause I really like want to get to know, uh, wordsmith as well too, but you guys know each other so well already, you know what I mean? So it's awesome, man. Well, you know, like anybody, you, you think you, you, you've known someone for a while and, um, but you know, we only know each other as, uh, street artists, you know? Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> we all, we both have our own life beyond that. That's right. You know, that's right. in which I only know very little. Oh, okay. Of, of of what uh, of what Wordsmith does. Okay, because I know you guys do collaborations and stuff like that too. Absolutely. You know? Well, yeah. you know what? We're doing so much talking real quick. Let me introduce one person that's like very very important to LA Street Gallery actually, and who today who's our producer. So she doesn't have a mic today, but Brittany, um, she's the person who handles uh, LA Street Gallery Instagram and Facebook. Uh, she's been helping out for with us for at least five plus years you know what i mean she handles a lot of that stuff so and she's you know, part of the future exactly exactly whether you like it or not <laughs> so yeah. i want to say thank you very much for it you know and uh, but anyways so get let's get to our guest today um like i said we have wordsmith in the house today and um i'm so excited to talk to you man thank you for coming on the show it's great to be here thank you for having me and and teach you just took the the half empty um angle on that <laughs> i know you in the street art world, but that is a major part of my story. Uh, I, I'm, I've done this just over six years. I'm still a baby, six and a half years, <laughs> and you were one of the first people that I met. Like, I thought this world was going to be all secretive and competitive. It was for a while. It, I, but and, and I just remember, like, really in the early going when I had started, I was scattering pieces, pieces all over the city. I went to the Fame Yard and and I knew your work and and I met you and and I and I was not confident and I was like and you you were like do you do art and I was like yeah I do uh, like the typewriter with the page and you go you're a wordsmith and literally it was like I'll be dramatic it was like you pulled me up by my shoulders and was just like 
dude, what you're doing is awesome. And then we started talking and you were telling me about your technique of making stencils and everything. And it just blew me away because my perception of what the world was going to be was shattered by by you, you know what I mean, and your generosity and your and your just just well, thanks, your, your words. And then and then also like I continue to this day to continue to meet people and I'm just fascinated how the world and it's not just Los Angeles, it's all over, how it's giving and we have each other's backs and, Dude, well, and it, yeah. one thing people don't realize is how hard uh, you work. How hard wordsmith like how much work this guy puts in. You know? Um, and when I when I first met you, you know, and I was like, Yeah, I've seen your stuff. I mean <laughs> I was, so iconic, you know, I man. keep a pretty good eye out for work yeah. in the street. You know what I mean? But there's, you know, times where I don't see that much because I'm busy with my own life. But, um, you know, there was a lot of work out there, my friend. Thanks. And it was hard not to see it. Um, so, yeah, dude, I was stoked to finally meet the person. And I just had so many questions. <laughs> you know? well, one of the it's things like, like, how do you come up with all these brilliant words, my friend? Well, one of the things that, you know, like you mentioned, uh, is that it was, to me, it was also a very secretive world. You, you know what I mean? When, you, you know, you just... It, it, you know what? It, it kind of is still a little bit here and there, you know, because, yeah. dude, L.A. Street Art Gallery, what you're doing, James, um, is something that really isn't done. You know what I mean? Like trying to bring people together, have a big show, um, put them on podcasts, give them a new platform and everything. When you know, that's, that's not Fairfax. happening yet. Yeah, yeah. You know well, what I mean? When it was Melrose and Fairfax, like, it was a little bit different. Like, you know what I mean? It was kind of like a competitive space online in addition to the streets. You know what I mean? And we kind of came at it as a different angle. Um, where, What's your perspective on the Melrose and Fairfax? Yeah. Like, you were Smith? Ba- no, so, so basically oh. Melrose and Fairfax was a... Um, Blogspot.com. I know what it is. Like yeah, that's so also. I, I haven't talked about this in years, but that's part of my story. Like I was following that. I was a yeah. fan of street art. I was following that so, blog so, all the time. How right, did you come across it? How right you, when how did, I have no idea. Um, I think just googling like like yeah, street too, art me and, too. Yeah. and artists like like and it was so great because you were talking about the artists I wanted to know more about yeah. both in Los Angeles and outside of Los Angeles. But it's just the funny part of that story is the moment I started is when it folded up. And I was like, wait, wait. Oh, I, was, yeah. I was like, get these visions that there'd be a mention of. And it was like, no, we've closed doors and we are no longer well, doing anything. See, if you take a look at Metals and Fairfax, because it's still up this, to yeah. this day, right? Yeah. So if you look on the side, they said one of our partners, basically, and it says LA Street Art Gallery till this day. That's awesome. So one of the things that, and if you go on our YouTube channel, we actually documented um, the owner of uh, Melrose and Fairfax. You can go check. We'll put it up on our Instagram in a little bit. But um, it was a dude named Greg, basically, and he had a band named Bankrupt Slut, basically. And, uh, you know, we documented just what he was all about and stuff like that, too. So when he told us we're not really doing street art, he kind of said, hey, I'm going to pass the torch to you guys, in a sense. Like, that blog folded, and we're not the same thing as them, but basically that's why uh, we we always call ourselves the oldest street art blog in L.A. Mm -hmm. because it's like we're kind of like... We were super cool with Greg, and it, like we may not be the best, man. Like you know, cool. you know what I mean. But like for us, our Facebook page has been consistent since 2011, basically. You know, we've yeah. just been documenting different artists. And like I said, when you came on the scene, man, like it was just like viral. You, you know what I mean? And uh, uh, to me, it was cool because it's just like. Um, well, you guys have been observing since then, dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like when somebody pops up and they're 
a star, if I may say, like in, in the scene, you know, or being noticed, you, you know what I mean? Like you guys um, get clients that actually ask you about them. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? And then it's just like now, when Instagram came along, it's kind of just like, well, everybody just goes directly, you know, but back yeah. in the day, like there was no like, uh, you, you know, there was only Facebook and people were shy about putting their stuff on Facebook, too, yeah, because no it was, was illegal it. and things like Absolutely. that. Right. So, um, you know, the climate is a little bit different. I always say it. I feel like there's less hate these days, which is like different in the re compared to the real world. <laughs> you know, I mean, the real world, there's so much like, you know, all this negative stuff going on. But I feel like in the street art world, graffiti guys and actually street art guys kind of uh, are getting along more and more now. There's like not so much like, hey, like, fuck you. Like, well, you know what? Especially since, uh, unfortunately, since Merrill's and Fairfax uh, folded. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because um, I had this conversation with Greg a few times, quite a few times, I should say, uh, that I was like, you know, you should try to curb the hate that is going on. You know what I mean? Because it's it's causing divisions. It's it's not. You could use this to unify people and to, you know, create projects and stuff and and you know have awards and you know whatever. But yeah. unfortunately, there I think that there was just a part of him that just kind of like to see people fight. Well, let's you know? talk about awards for a second, because, you know, uh, sorry, I feel like we're kind of reminiscing no, a little bit good. too much. We're not letting yeah. uh, Wordsmith talk too much, but like it, we'll get to it because it's more We're not letting him out of here for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got him out here. But, you He's know, stuck. like one thing that we, we hope to do, man, is like uh, we hope to bring back like Street Artists of the Year Awards. Like, obviously, it's like a blog. It doesn't mean anything, man. You know what I mean? But it's like a fun thing where people but can no get together. But no one else is doing it. Yeah, you know what I mean? No one else is no doing it. No one else is stepping up and, and doing this in Amsterdam, right? Yeah, Yeah, they have yeah. a street art award every single year. Uh, you, you know what I mean? And it's all like Hollywood. So we hope to bring some of that culture that, you know, it's easier in Amsterdam because it's a small community, I feel like. Yeah. It's like, you know, like compared to L.A., it's like, hey, you know, we're just focusing on Melrose the street you know what i mean there's like a blog right there like yeah. that's all of amsterdam you know that's how that started but then it was it encompassed the entire city but they have um amsterdam uh graffiti and they have amsterdam street art on instagram and you know they they have the the awards for it so if they if these well but then again they're also dutch they can get their shit together you know what i mean <laughs> well here in la we're like yeah we'll get to it tomorrow you know well, we'll get to it tomorrow know, we're talking about these uh, custom cans man so like we're, we're going to be putting out some sort of contest um the you know for artists and stuff like that so we can do uh, some custom cans for people because uh uh, you know, that's what we're trying to do at LA Shore Gallery. But anyways, enough about all this bullshit. Well, hold on. Let's, let's explain that a little bit more so that even Wordsmith understands. Um, one of the things that, uh, that James does is uh, he has a, a company that he works with that uh, makes acrylics. Art materials, yeah. And art materials. And so we've been working on getting uh, our own paint line. Nice. And so in doing that, you know, you got a can. So we got to design the can. And so we're thinking of different ideas of coming up with, you know, the short run, limited edition um, for for cans. And so uh, that's, uh, I just wanted to expand on that a little bit. Yeah, 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 definitely. Cool. So anyways, like I said, but, you know, we have, we kind of talked about housekeeping quite a little bit today, you know what I mean? But I want to get to kind of like our guest and, uh, you know, you kind of mentioned a little bit that teach, you met teach early on. But I mean, um, teach usually asks this, but like, uh, you know, how did you get into street art, man? Where are you from? And... Uh, Let's start with where are you from? Yeah. Where, where did you grow up? Uh, I was born in Ohio. I was born in Cleveland and I grew up in Chicago. Okay. Um, so I, part of my story is that I was working in Chicago in advertising and I was good at it, but I was just very unhappy. So I'm that 
cliche, I decided to quit my job one day and move to Los Angeles, move to Hollywood to write. Um, and that's part of my story, too. I mean, obviously, my name's Wordsmith. There's a reason for that. <laughs> I am a writer. I okay. love to write. Yeah. And I love to write in a lot of different mediums. Sure. Um, I've written, like I said, in the advertising world. I've written stories. I've written screenplays, short films. I'm a published author. I mm -hmm. wrote a book a couple years ago, and, and it ended up getting published, which was an incredible experience. What's um, it called? It's called The Holden Age of Hollywood. And that's also part of the wordsmith story because that's what I was doing right before I got the crazy notion to start doing street art. And the reason I got that notion um, and the domino effect happened is I was spending so much time in front of the computer that I realized one day I needed an active hobby. I needed, even though I was happy, Exercise. I was doing what I loved, I needed to get out of the chair for stretches amount of time. <laughs> and and it just was this weird thing. Like, like I always say I could have taken up photography, like I like photography, but a couple months in, I would have resented it because it was taking me away from writing. So there was this mm. conundrum, what could I do that got me out of the chair that also involved writing? Mm. And that's when the love for street art, the love for writing, and kind of just the crazy notion of maybe I'll do street art. And, mm -hmm. and I didn't think I could do it. I actually thought superheroes did it, like, this, <laughs> like, like teach. I mean, I, I, I've, 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 I've told the story enough that, I, that I, I say that, but it's actually true. Like those pieces appear overnight on buildings, side of buildings on walls and on rooftops, and I was just, just in awe of it for yeah. years. Um, I always also say, even as a kid, I used to see the things scroll, scrawled on walls like Tony Hawk is God, yeah. and I was fascinated <laughs> so by it. So you're a skateboarder from before. Yeah, I mean, okay. it was there in awesome, the Cleveland awesome. culture. Yeah, yeah, nice, I like nice. it. Dude, like, I like Cleveland, man. I've been to Cleveland. Yeah. Hey, uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's in Cleveland. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I'm a big, even though I'm a DJ, like one of the like EDM guy, DJs, you know what I mean? I DJ hip hop too, but like I said, at the end of the day, my first love was classic rock, man, and yeah. so it's like... Well, what age did you go from Cleveland to Chicago? Um, after school, like I, I wound High up school? in Chicago. Yeah, 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 and uh, and and just I, like I, I say, I grew up because those were the years that really mattered. Nothing against Cleveland. Like I loved being there as a kid, and it was a good place to live. But I couldn't get out there out of there fast enough. Like it was just it was <laughs> too was small for things. me. Yeah, there it was just go. too small for me, and I was looking for something different what so part of Chicago did you grow up in just curious all the near north air okay. neighborhoods like nice. I started in Lincoln Park and ended up in Bucktown nice. so man, I love so Chicago, yeah man. Um, and like, now it's changed now I go back to those neighborhoods like especially Bucktown and it's it's like Lincoln Park you know what I mean yeah. it's just absolutely gorgeous and beautiful and gentrified um and it's good to go back uh, yeah yeah but I like it here uh, that's also part of my story like I moved to Los Angeles thinking I would I would hate it what year was that? Just curious. I had friends that was. It's been over ten years. Like okay. it's home now. Nice, it's, nice, it's nice, definitely nice. home. But it's but it's um, but I thought I would hate it. I had friends that were like, if you want to write, you should come out here. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think I'm gonna enjoy it, and I don't want to do it. But again, I knew I wasn't doing what I wanted to do creatively, so I quit my job and moved out here. And LA completely surprised me. Like it was like. Well, that was about 2010? A couple months in, like 2007. A oh, couple okay. months in, I was like, holy moly, this place is so awesome. Where did and you move to in L.A., though? Like, what part? In Hollywood. In like, Hollywood? right near Runyon Canyon. Yeah, yeah. nice, I nice. found a great place, and, and I'm still there. And it's just, it's this awesome <laughs> did place. Did it surprise and, you, though? I mean, like, did, because, you know, a lot of people come to Hollywood, and I'm just saying that they have an idea of what Hollywood is, you know what I mean? And you were actually living in Hollywood, yeah. man. So, like, did it... 
did you well, have you came, did you came and visited first? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, okay, I had okay. friends had here, visited. so I had been here. and But that was part of the, like, it just seemed sprawling, and I never knew where I was, and I everybody's in cars man. and traffic. But uh, but when I got here, it was a couple months, but I, I just was like, this place is awesome. And and it had a lot to do with the weather, but that's not, <laughs> oh, not, yeah. not the thing. <laughs> can't be. No, you're right. Just, yeah, yeah I mean, the weather was Cleveland. great. The women were beautiful, <laughs> and it was just so creative. Yeah. Like, that's also part of it. Like, I was walking around the neighborhood. I mean, I live right there where this street art revolution was happening yeah, you know I mean? yeah, yeah and i was just in awe of it even though i was concentrating on writing before i put it together and be like wait a minute i could write on walls and <clears throat> and, and 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 that's when i got the idea if we're going back to the street art story like i got the idea okay if i do do street art it would it would be word-based i immediately saw the image of a typewriter and then like I said, I thought I would do stickers, so I thought it would just be the typewriter with the words floating above it. Mm. But the moment I realized the typewriter could be painted and the page could be pasted, oh, which yeah. which combines Combo. the two most you know popular awesome. methods of street art, um, I thought it was cool. But I had to Google if anybody had done it before, yeah. and I did. I was I did extensive research. However, you do research and uh, like googling. <laughs> but when I discovered that nobody had done that. That's when I just forgot all about my fear and was like, wait, I want to mark my territory with this idea. Yeah. So inside of a week, I was scattering pieces and... and What was the first piece that you did? Do you remember? I do. I, I definitely do. Um, it was a couple blocks from my place. It was across the street from a pawn shop and the words were, there's nothing sadder in the world than a pawn shop in Hollywood. <laughs> Which sounds, awesome. it doesn't sound really wordsmithy like of today, but it, but it is. It's just a creative way of saying don't give up on your dreams. You know yeah. what I mean? But it was like I was being poetic. You know what I mean? And from the get go. So when you were doing that's that, deep, first man. Piece, I didn't even get that at first. I'm just saying, but no. I mean, initially, just yeah. like I said, because no, I've, I've been to Hollywood pawn shops, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sad places. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like a bunch of yeah. stolen shit. Like, but that's also part of the thing. Like, I realized that message right there was a little too removed from the. the the moment of realization. What time of day yeah. did you put that piece up? Uh, it was like it was like ten, eleven o'clock at night, and and um, and and I was doing that for a while. Did you have a lookout? No, I was on my own for the first couple of times, and and it, I switched it up really quickly because I didn't like it. Like there was just traffic coming, there were people, there were people were drunk, and and like from so the, you would go out at like ten o'clock at night, ten, eleven, twelve o'clock at night. Oh my yeah, God, yeah, dude, that's a lot of people around. During yeah, that time. And, but but very quickly, I think it was like maybe a week or two weeks. I started um, going out in the mornings, and I'm a, I'm an early riser. Like I've been morning. Getting up. What time? Well, I I get I, for years I've been getting up like six o'clock like I just I love morning I love coffee I like that whole routine so I started getting up at like 4 4 30 oh. and going out for for like an hour oh. or two but but that was awesome because coffee the before city, you go out or after? no after oh. like like the adrenaline the adrenaline <laughs> rush of the adrenaline <laughs> rush of doing pieces was enough okay, okay, um okay. so I would go out and and this was still on my own for the longest time and uh or, or just for 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 a long time and uh, but 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 it worked. Like the city was quiet. I could hear things or see things coming. And and I just I, I started just putting pieces everywhere. And and here's the crazy thing about my story is, I started doing it for me. I, I told you I needed the active hobby. I never expected to make a dime. I didn't know if I would even be noticed. Um, but really early on, like I documented everything, and Instagram was was just kind of taking yeah, off. Yeah. And I started the Instagram, you know, from the get go because I wanted to document all the pieces. Yeah, so and then smart. really early on, I started seeing that the words were resonating. Yeah. Like I think about it now, 
And, and well, there's a couple things. Like I started the whole thing saying, I want to say things to people in Los Angeles that I wish they would have said to me when I first got here. Ooh. So there was a lot of Hollywood nice. focused and dream focused and Los Angeles focused. But when the words started resonating, it wasn't just in Los Angeles. It was in all these different areas and cities and across the country, I realized that it's not just about Los Angeles. Like everybody everywhere has a dream and these words mean something. And that was incredible. Like, like again, I never expected the, the, the notoriety. I never expected to make a dime. But when I saw that, you know, the words were resonating, people were um, hashtagging it and reposting it and taking their own pictures, I was like, wow. This, this is, is a no-brainer. This is incredible. Yeah, yeah. And, and so that got me even more jazz, you know what I mean? So I yeah. just started going, going, going. And um, not many people know this, but, like, you're, you're talking about the, the amount of pieces, like, so I started in late 2013, and I was having so much fun that I started going crazy in 2014, and I debuted a new piece on my feed every day. Like, I actually thought, oh, oh I'll wow. start doing it until oh. I reached, I don't know what it was, like 1,000 followers or 2,000 followers or or or, or this date, and, and that happened, and I was still having so much fun, I kept going, <laughs> and then July came around, and I'm like, well, I got to try to go for 365. And uh, and I did it, you know what I mean. So that was wow. great, but that's also part of of the the amount of work. And then I also love to travel. So like really early on, um, like my fa I have I have family that lives in London. Like my sister and her family live there. So nice. I was going over to London, which is like another street art mecca. It is, but but for <laughs> for a young like 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 just starting off in in 2013, 2014, yeah. and then. You know, I don't know what it was, like February or March of 2014, I was in London. I think nice. a lot of people were like, oh, this guy means business kind of thing. So a lot of things happened where it was like, oh, this, this is, this is, these are moments, you know what I mean? And kind of, because I think everybody, like you'll, you'll, you'll agree with this, Teach. I think you'll agree with this. Anybody that starts even now. Good like luck. the community oh goes, well, the community goes, okay, who is this? What yep. are they doing? How yep. long are they going to last? Yep. But then certain things can happen and you're like, oh, I like that. He's yeah. That person's evolving yeah. or holy right. shit, they did that. Mm -hmm. And there were those moments for me, you know, I can look back now where it was kind of like Document people started being like, I want oh, other this artists, guy means just business. I, I want all you artists out there to listen and, and, and pay attention. And one of the most important things here that, that Wordsmith does is he documents stuff. He keeps track of things. And it's all there, you know. That. That's when you you have collectors. They like seeing stuff like that. Okay, that makes you so much more collectible when you do that. Um, sorry to, to no, sidebar it's, like it's that, but absolutely that's just so we always want to kind of talk about this because, like, you know what? Uh, I still like maybe you guys like you're in the mix. You guys are the artists, you know. What I mean, but for me, it's always it's still a secretive community, and I know people actually just because. I'm friends with artists, you know. I mean, that's yeah. the only re reason why people will come on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then at the end of the day, it's like I love it because we're uncovering some conversations. Like, hey, at the end of the day, like uh, as artists, sometimes we're just like, fuck it, it's street art, it should be free. But it's like, no, man, we want we we have value in a lot of our work, the uh, artists that they do, and it's like, man, if you can brand yourself in such a way, it's just like, hey, man, like you, you know, especially dude, if you're spreading such good thoughts you know and, and getting people to, to think in this way you know you can't ever have too much of that yeah definitely you know what i mean um yeah and, i'll be honest i look back at it now and 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 i and i and i i get it but i didn't know what i was doing like it wasn't planned this way like well, everything no i that totally happened, understand happened dude this was something that yeah. was basically therapeutic yeah. to you and this another therapy. yeah and another thing people people don't know um is that every word that i've ever 
painted or pasted resonates with something in my life like it means something to me like it and it has to you know what I mean or oh, we sure. could even be having a conversation and I could think of a creative way later of something that was said that's that's you know motivational but it comes from me like I never sit there and say oh this is gonna look great on a wall or this is gonna you know look great on a t-shirt it doesn't work that way it, it resonates with something in my life especially the romantic pieces, you know what I mean? That that comes from the heart, you know what I mean? Uh, obviously, and like I have muses in my life, and that's what's really strange about the whole thing, or was strange at first, is that I was putting these personal words on a wall. I didn't know how people would interpret them, if they would see the same things, and it was it's just amazing that 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 people do embrace them so much and it's just yeah. confirming we're all in the same boat yeah. we're living on this planet feeling the same Definitely. things and looking for the same ways to express ourselves and that was eye opening you know what i mean i feel like for thing me. Is, one well, thing that's about another thing right there um, that the people need to realize is that a lot of of work that uh, goes out there sometimes is copies yeah. You know, a lot of the street art, you know, they'll see an image that they really like. They'll maybe change it a tiny bit yeah. and then they just keep replicating it. Yeah, I'm know? not a fan of that. Like I like I just did. I always bring it back to my work, but I just did a word about like because it is now six years later or six and a half years later. I, people ask for advice all the time. And it's not just in the street art world. It's just be like creative advice. But it also has to do with the street art world. And I wrote this word and it's do it for yourself. Do what makes you happy. Do what you love and then hope what you do resonates with others. And and, and that's that's the best advice I can give. And you're saying the same thing, Teach. Let's, I just, let's I say just, that one more time. Let's say okay. that one more time for the audience, yeah. Um, it's all right. I don't need to put you on the spot, man. No, it's good. <laughs> do it for yourself. Do what you love. Do what makes you happy. And then hope what you do resonates with others. There you go. And the reason that came, the reason I was reminded of that is it came from that, where I see people that... You want to be the next Banksy, or you want to be the next <sighs> Shepherd Fairy, or you want to be the next Rihanna. It's like yeah. don't do that. Like like find your own voice, and then just do it if it makes you happy. And then yeah, if if you're so lucky that what you're doing resonates. resonates and 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 is embraced, then that's a secret to life. Like like there's no way you're gonna try to copy someone and find satisfaction in that. You're going to find more frustration, but people are going to realize it's a copy of a copy Unless of you're a not copy. an artist, you're just uh, uh, someone who likes to sell stuff, then you'll probably enjoy it. Yeah. But well, as, an, as an artist... There are those guys out there. Yeah. As an artist, as a true artist, you yeah. want to look for that originality, look into yourself for Absolutely. That. You can you can look at everything that was done. I mean, all these people that I just mentioned are huge influences on me, but but I never want anybody to say, oh, that's a, that's a reflection of this. You don't... You just have to find your voice. And I I know that's a big statement, but 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 you just have to, and and you have to do it for yourself. Like I'm really big on saying, enjoy the journey, and that's not just in life. Like if you're a creative person, you have to put in the time, but that putting in the time has to make you happy. Like I exactly. was happy you can't be writing. Expecting. Yeah, you can't I was be expecting something absolutely. from it, other I was, than it making you happy. Yeah, I was happy sitting in front of a computer writing for six to eight to ten hours a day because I was writing stuff I loved. I was writing this book. I then realized that's a lot of time to be sitting and and doing, but I was happy, you know, to be doing that, and and I didn't even know if that book was going to get published. Like I got very lucky that the words resonated and and took off, and and I did get published. But 
if I hadn't, it, there's still that satisfaction. You know what I mean? Of yeah. course, you have to find a way to pay the bills. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if what you're doing makes you happy, if, if you're doing what you love, and then it resonates and you can do that, it is the greatest satisfaction of the yeah. world. It's that cliche that my parents used to say, which I wanted to punch them in the face when I was growing <laughs> up. But, you know, if you do what you love, you'll never feel like you worked a day in your life. I know it's like, fuck you. But now, now I'm sitting here going, oh, I kind of get that. You know what I mean? I kind of get that. <laughs> but you know what, though? It's very important. Um, <clears throat> what you're saying, the very important part of that uh, is once you've done some things is to reevaluate, um, you know, to, to make sure you're, you're understanding and you're aware of what you're doing and how it's coming across. Absolutely. Know? Because if it's not coming across, if it's not resonating and you're thinking, oh, well, you know, if I just keep doing it and doing it and doing it, you know, it'll, it'll resonate eventually, you know, and you're expecting something like that and you're just thinking, well, all I got to do is just do it more and bigger, yeah. bigger and more, you know, and then you're just setting yourself up. You send yourself up for failure. Absolutely. And um, that's, you know, that's, that's very it? key and that's very important. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to, I was going to, that's one of the things I was going to talk about. And the other part is that a lot of people don't realize how much work you put in, dude. This dude works so hard. When he says that he was putting stuff up all over L.A., I mean, dude, you could not go past a, a corner without seeing one of his pieces there for a while. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, the, and, the man, has, and not just here. You know what I mean? Like, he's been too, in other man. cities, exactly. London, Paris, Chicago. I mean, you know, fill in the blank. He's yep. been there, and he's done that. Yeah, and, 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 and part of that is... Um, or part of the, what, what I want to say is, like, I always say, like, even if you don't like my work, you have to respect the, the, the time. You know what I mean? You Dude, have to respect the hustle. The because, hustle is yeah. there. I, but there's also, like, like I was having fun. You know what I mean? It, it, it never felt like work. You know what I mean? Um, again, I'll punch my parents in the face again. But it just <laughs> ne- it was, it was, I, I was having such a good time that that, that amounts to what being is, prolific. You know? So what you, just because just we mentioned your parents a couple times, no. what, 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 <laughs> did, what did your parents think about your street art? Oh, habit, it, was am- it was amazing. My whole family, I mean, I, I went through this a couple times. That's another thing that we can talk about. Like, like one of the things that I talk about all the time is never be afraid to reinvent yourself. Yeah, and I was just about to bring up that yeah. piece, actually. But yeah. And I have done that a lot. I mean, obviously, Definitely. Uh, even telling that. my yeah. story. So the moment I was quitting my job in Chicago and, and walking away, like, I was really good at advertising and I was getting paid a lot. And I'm not bragging because I was so unhappy. Like, I was good at it and they kept promoting me. And I said, I said, I got to stop doing this. What are some things my, you, you just, you marketing campaigns you worked on? Just because I'm curious. Well, I, I love marketing. That's a whole, that's a whole, I started off my career working for um, Bacardi. Mm. These were my clients. Um, <laughs> Brown Foreman, which is actually Jack Daniels, and there, there was a beer involved there, and then Marlboro. Okay. So I called it Vice Marketing. And I'm like, <laughs> holy shit, I don't want to be peddling this stuff yeah, to yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. So I left this one company, went to a smaller company, and started working. My client was M&M, um, M&M Mars. Okay, okay. And it's, it was funny. That was awesome and fun for a couple months, and then I realized it was, it was a, worse than vice you're marketing. Because be obese. <laughs> yeah, we, we we had this thing like we need to we need to figure out the nag effect. Like, yeah. what's gonna have the kid going, "Mom, mom, mom, you have to oh, buy man, that for yeah, me." Yeah, yeah. What's oh gonna get him to God. do that? So it's Sinister like so fuckers. I went from like like <laughs> like promoting stuff that people can actually are are old enough to make a choice of to to promoting stuff that that kids were supposed to. Just just real quick, it was, it was I, crazy. I, I, I share a similar thing with you because how I got into this whole street art world, man, is 
at the time, I was a pharma rep in Hollywood. Mm. So I actually brought the drugs to all the doctors, right? I was that, you know, you know that he guy. He was a drug dealer. And then I would yeah, see yeah. all the street art, and then I would take pictures of him. That's how LA Street Art Gallery came to, uh, to form, you, you know what I mean? But after a little while, I was just like, man, I'm like part of this fucking problem. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and that, I couldn't do it anymore. That's why I just, I started, you know, doing other stuff, like my own company and things like that. But I feel you on that, yeah. you know? But going back to what I was saying, so how do go, your parents feel about that? Going back to that. Yeah. So I quit my job, and, and my reaction of my family and friends were, they thought I was, my friends thought I was crazy. My parents were like so worried about me. And all I can say is from the moment I decided to quit, quit and and move and even when I was struggling I was so much happier like I knew mm. I made the right decision <laughs> okay nice so now fast forward all these years where I, I tell them or show them that I started doing street art <laughs> first of all they, they 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 wanted to disown me again they were I'm just like laughing you're, you're laughing you're okay. gonna get, it's the funny story you're gonna get arrested you're gonna do this my parents really didn't under, even arrested. understand it my sister I'm gonna throw her under the bus was the biggest proponent in the wrong way she's like she called me up and she's like what are you doing with your life you're gonna get arrested you're gonna wind up in prison you are just like not a disgrace she didn't use those words she goes you are absolutely ruining your life <laughs> older sister younger older sister. sister i have yeah i'm the youngest uh go go figure um and and flash forward to i don't know what it was maybe a year year and a half and I've been very lucky, so all these articles were being written, and there was there was interviews being done and documentaries even at that point. And my sister <laughs> became the biggest fan. Like she, <laughs> she will literally tell everybody. And this is when I was still embracing my anonymity, like all street artists do. She would walk down the street and be like, "That's my brother," and I would be oh, like, boy. "Oh my god!" So it just it just and and now even my parents, like like my dad, totally gets it. You know what I mean? He loves what I do. I, I still think they they're worried or they don't get the whole the whole yeah, yeah, renegade yeah. stuff, um, but they but they but they've but they've come around. You know what I mean? They they see what I say. You know what I mean? In I'm not destroying. I'm beautifying. I'm trying to spread positive messages, and I believe in what I'm doing so much. I'm not going to stop. You know what I mean? And that's what I'll even say to a police if, if they roll up, and I have. You know what I mean? It's like if they need to do their job, I'm not going to run. I'm going to talk to them, but if they need to do their job and give me a fine, give me a ticket, or take me in to, uh, for for to prison or, or cuff me, that's fine because I think I'm doing my job. That's how much I believe mm. in it. But you'd you'd be amazed how has just it talking just to curious. them. Well, it has happened, and the first time it happened, I was about a year and a half in okay. to this awesome, and I was still doing mornings, and and there was one morning I was, um, oh, that's so funny, I was on the box that we just did on Hawthorne okay. and La Brea, yeah. and, and I was I was working on a piece, and I caught something out of the corner of my eye, and I looked, and this, this car, the cop car was slow rolling up to me, and I'm like, oh fuck, this is it. You know what I mean? It's like, this is the first time. I don't know what's going to happen. Heart pounding. Yeah, absolutely. Back I was sweating. so much more nervous than I thought I would be because it was a year and a half in. They stopped. They got out. They they were like, hey, what are you doing? And I, they started talking, and I think maybe 60 seconds went by, and one of the cops goes, hey, 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 don't be nervous. We actually like what you're doing. Oh. And that was, it was massive for me. Like, that was one of two lights that went off in my head. I'm like, if they think I'm doing, you know, motivational, inspirational stuff and, and liking it, that's that's so huge. Um, so that gave me more confidence, not in a reckless sort of way. Like I'm always, even now when I go out and do renegade stuff, I'm still smart about it. Yeah. As smart as you can be and have lookouts or, or it depends, you know, what you're doing. 
um, and the scope of what you're doing. But 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 I've always been careful. But it did give me confidence in if they're saying that they still ran my name and checked if I had any warrants or priors, and I didn't. Um, mm. And they just basically said, "Hey, just be careful." But but then they they were like, "I like that one." You know what I mean? Yeah, I like yeah, those yeah. words yeah. and stuff yeah, like that. Nice. It was yeah. it was so cool. Um, my cops weren't that yeah. nice. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I, I trust me. I I I I've had lucky experiences with that, and I know it can That's go cool, wrong, man. and yeah. you just catch the wrong person, or you catch the yeah. wrong the person on the wrong day, Absolutely. and it can get ugly. Um, the other thing I'll say about a light bulb going off is, I don't know what it was, maybe maybe two years in, um, I did a piece for a comedy club on Hollywood Boulevard, and it was a huge piece, and I took my time. Um, and maybe after an hour I was packing up and I'm like, wait, I've been here an hour. And, you know, obviously cops were going by and this and that. I never looked over my shoulder. So another light bulb went off in my head and I'm like, if you look like you're supposed to be there, you can do work at any time. So now I do 90% of my renegade work, like just during the day and I don't look over my shoulder and I, and and body language. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and because you do anything at four o'clock in the morning, there's a spotlight on you. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. I don't care if yeah. you're walking down the street. You know what I mean? Someone's yeah. going to crane their head and be like, "What the hell is this guy doing?" Yep. So, so that was huge for me, and and uh, and uh, it's been great. Like I have this joke that I think you could actually rent a lift and and just paint on a building. <laughs> oh, and if you're totally. not the building owner, nobody's going to think no, you're brazen enough to not. to be up there. No. So, so yeah, it is body language and it is confidence and yeah. it is pretty incredible. And also it costs like a shit ton of money to rent that lift. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, like, yeah. like we, rented, we rented one of these. Teach, you yeah. almost killed yourself on the on this lift or something oh, yeah. recently, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, but but anyways, man, there's the hey, look at that. Tips from a <laughs> legendary street artist. Absolutely, <laughs> no, and, and it's absolutely true. The, the the body language really is is totally what it's all about. But yeah. what about what's okay? So when you went out and did uh, street art in UK, man, you hit London. Did you hit Bristol, or just curious? I, uh, I mean, um, yeah, I've done I've done London. I've done Croydon. I've done. Panky, panky. I, okay. I just did that. Um, I haven't been did up. Did you to, do a little uh, hanky and panky? No, nah, <laughs> I haven't been up to Bristol yet. And and I, I every time I go to London, like 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 I think I'm going there for enough time, and then just yeah, I haven't been to Bristol yet either. Ha- yeah, Bristol and, and Manchester, and there's another place too that people are like, you have to come, you have to come. Liverpool's so, also Liber- really awesome, man. But uh, I mean, you know what? Yeah. One day maybe we should just like do like a group show in UK or something like that. Like, it's great. Like, I mean, we, I love the UK because. You know what? Things like there's so much to do, especially one thing about let's talk about LA for a second. You know, being here in LA, man, it's like people, you know, you got to confirm, you got to reconfirm. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Because people have better things to do. Because they have, I was just saying that you can't take it personally, though, because it's no, like, no, that's people, just how it is. It's just traffic phobia, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 people yeah. like, oh, yeah. Think about they have to get in the car for like 40 minutes, you know what I mean? And they're just like, all right, like if it's under an hour, like I'll make it, you know what I mean? But it's like, you know, and I get it too. You know, growing up here, I'm just like, you know, I, I basically it's like you have to be if you want to make some shit happen, you have to really, really like just cater to everybody. You know what I mean? So like, Drew, we just want to, you know, it's awesome to just sit down and be so candid with you today, man. I mean, um, so I mean, being you know, you're seen in L.A., man. Like, I mean, L.A.'s always really embraced you. Is there any other cities in like the U.S. that, um, you know, we talk about international before we talk about, uh, you yeah. know, w- within the within the uh, U.S. I mean, any other cities like. That really stuck out to you that are street art meccas. I mean, uh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I got to cut in for just a second here. Uh, there was this is hilarious. We were um, actually went up to Portland um, oh, to yeah. uh, to visit Dr. Scott and um, uh, RX Skulls um, and Box. 
Ox and all of our friends up there. And while we were staying at the uh, house um, that we were in, uh, Dr. Scott, there was a delivery. Um, And it was hilarious. It was the most awesome thing. It was two young, um, maybe teenagers, I don't know, 18, 19-year-old or something like that. And uh, it was funny because when I answered the door, um, they thought that I was wordsmith. Okay, and they were t- they were there to deliver some kombucha. Oh, I okay. About that. Yeah, in Portland, and and they are looking at me like, oh my god, oh my god, oh, are you are you wordsmith? <laughs> and uh, boys, I'm like, uh, no, I'm sorry, he's uh, he's he's gonna be here a little bit later. He's he's you know he'll be here in a little while. Um, they're like, oh man. And I'm like, well, what what do you? Uh, what are you here for? Can I help you? Know what's going on? Like, oh, we're you know we're here to deliver uh, some kombucha for him. Kombucha. Yeah. I forgot what the deal was. I did something that there was a. I forgot how that transpired. But yeah, there was some <laughs> added payment of kombucha. I forgot how that. Happened. I don't know. All I know is we're in Portland. Yeah. You know, we're not in any big city or something like that. We're in Portland, Oregon. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not a street art. And dude's got really, you know yeah. these people showing up, bringing him stuff. Okay. <laughs> So, that's, that, that's Rockstar Saturday. That's Rockstar yeah. Saturday. No, no, really, really. I got, I got groupies. But the, the rock, the, what, made it, what really made it, though, was these two kids that showed up. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I, I, part of me wanted to kind of take it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm wordsmith. And they would just been like, oh, and I would have signed something, you know, and and then they would have. No, but you know what? That's I met wordsmith today. No, you didn't. <laughs> You should have. There, there's that whole like <laughs> anonymous up. aspect of it too. Nobody like, yeah. you, you know what I mean. Unless you like, like I said, you have to dive deep, like you know. And we're in the scene, so we kind of take some of these like things that we know for granted a lot of times too. That's it, true. It, it, no, really, we. I feel like we do. But anyways, like we were saying like, what cities um, like stick out to you as some of your favorite? Like, there's spots. You, yeah. You, you know what I mean. Um, I'll name a bunch of cities and tell you why. But starting with Los Angeles. This is the best city it's the to Mecca, do. Man. It's to do street art. First of all, I always call it. I've always called it the creative capital of the world. Mm. Like, I mean, I love that. I love that energy of of just so many people doing different things and being creative and chasing their dreams. The other part of it is you can do street art 350 days out of the year. Not yeah, this the year. Weather. Not this year. <laughs> this year has been weird. But but oh, yeah. it is it is like no other. Like I have been places that I'll now start, start to talk about and you're fighting rain and, and cold wind. and snow and wind. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Portland. Deal yeah. Seattle. Absolutely. Well, no, Ruka, we were in Amsterdam, man. And, you know, I don't really normally go out. Like I said, I'm just like a homie of the artist, man. But I, I was actually going out with teacher to like, to, you know, take some pictures, be a lookout, and things like that. And then, like, it was so windy in Amsterdam, man. He's like holding down his yeah. pencil, and like the wind's but blowing. But it was nice for Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But so, anyways, weather obviously is a big thing. Uh, I'm noticing it, it's this. It's just a great city. But uh, other cities, um, I went to New Orleans really early on, and okay. they Ooh, nice. totally embraced. I mean, first of all, there's sadly there's there's so many walls there. There's still so many oh, yeah. just abandoned buildings, and mm. and and the walls are incredible. And, and they really do have this this attitude of, I don't know, my messages were embraced the first time I went, and I've returned several times, um, and that's been great. And the walls are incredible, so I'll, I'll do massive pieces. I'm actually just about to go back on, in mid-July, and mm. I'm really excited about that because I want to do some big stuff. Um, 
New Orleans artists, man, reach out. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty great. I have really good friends there, and uh, it's just and and they take care of me. But uh, but um, but yeah, that that's a city that stands out. Going back to Chicago was awesome. I I was able to do a lot of work around the city, and 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 that city just kind of like loved the work both renegade and commission work um which was pretty great new york like of it's course, so yeah. hard to make i don't know an impression in new york you know what i mean and <laughs> yeah, and i scattered yeah i scattered pieces around and the city just just flocked to them and it was it was pretty great and every time i go back it's it's been pretty great it's changed i mean when i first went How there how many pieces did you do in new york I mean, when I first went there, I was doing the small, I call them postage stamp. I mean, they weren't postage stamp, but they were, they were pretty small pieces. I started like that, you know what I mean? And and that's when I was doing, like, a going to Okay, so going just to so Dumbo. you people know, when oh, he yeah. says it's basically the size of an A4, you know, typing piece of paper, and then he would do the stencil of the uh, typewriter under it. Yeah. Um, that's what he's calling a postage stamp size. Yeah, they so were small, know. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, and I was going but to places dude, that's, like that's Dumbo. a very personal. It's one it of the is. things that resonates. Okay, is that it's it's the size of a regular piece of paper. Absolutely, it's that the, people relate with. It's, the original, it's, it's almost like driving yeah. something people relate to, and then you got the combination of the paper and the and the typewriter. So yeah, it's funny you say that because it, it is the truest thing to the, the page coming out of the typewriter. I mean, it's an actual size of of the page, yeah, eight, eight and a half by eleven. He, and I've just gone back to that. I'm sorry to interrupt, no, you're, but 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 I'm but I, every artist starts to get bigger and bolder and just do these things. I just when I went to London and Paris the last time. I, I scattered small pieces everywhere, and and those were so fun too. Not that I ever neglected it, but just to do that many in that amount of time, it took me back to those days. And and I want to do more and more of it. Like I want to do a, a massive thing in LA. Like go from you know just from the from the west to the east, and just just scatter pieces again. Because because they are these gems that you find, and you might maybe don't see right away because they're not that big. But but and they last longer too. You can tuck yeah, them away yeah, in, right, in, right, in yeah. place. Places and corners, and get a lot more work up too, because you're not you're not fighting Doesn't people for long wall. Either. Yeah, you're not fighting people for wall space. So definitely. So, yeah. And if it's windy, it's still not that tough to get it up. Absolutely. Yeah, you're very resourceful, Absolutely. man. It's like, hey, man, you're like you're you're taking the printer paper out of your <laughs> your, your printer, and you're, you're exactly. writing a piece on there, and then you're using that same size, and then you're putting it on the. It, oh, absolutely. The, the that was part of the. the type, yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm trying to say. It's like you know you don't have to, you don't have to spend a lot of money in mm-hmm. like when you're trying to do some make an impact man you, you know i mean some people try to i've seen a lot of let's talk about some pieces that i've been seeing um brit she posted up some uh these like bear traps a lot of people really oh hate, yeah yeah a lot of people those really hate cardboard? those birds man <laughs> those bird scooters yeah. man everybody like oh yeah hates those or something you know what i mean like uh, appa- except the people that use them yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of hate and, and it's just, i don't know i i've used them but i don't use them regularly but but anything that that makes you not get in your car is not a bad thing but I'm i agree ama- i'm amazed at the hate for these things yeah and like people oh people looking oh for anything to hate. No, you know what I mean? absolutely no, i saw a piece of street art uh so like i said we saw the bear claw with the uh with the bird scooter in the middle Sitting of it. In it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with the cardboard right i saw another one they stacked the birds up so they they look like logs and then they had a piece of cardboard looking like paper, uh, like fire. So it was like a, oh, <laughs> like a, they're like yule logs. <laughs> you know I mean? So it's like, no, I'm just saying, like, it's just funny. It's like, you know, like I said, people are frustrated in LA, you know what I mean? And then well, it's this understandable is, the way they leave them sitting. Yeah, they just you know leave them I mean? like just laying on if the street. If they would at least have areas that were like designated spots for them, <laughs> that would help a little bit. But what ends up happening is 
as soon as it runs out of juice, the people just leave it laying right there or just leave it laying on the fucking ground. Yeah. So yeah. then it becomes a piece of trash. Yeah. You know, it looks like a piece of, especially if you got two or three of them sitting together and they're just laying over. If somebody you know, made a tower piling out of them, like, uh, in the trash can, like, uh, at oh, yeah. Venice Beach, yep. you know what I mean? But yeah, so that. Like I said, man, you know, it's just people are just letting people know they're frustrated, you know what I mean? It's like what the street is, man. You got to express your feelings, and hopefully other people can appreciate it as well, like you mentioned. <laughs> but anyways, let me ask you guys. So, I, I, I was, like, people always talk about Art Basel, okay, Miami, you know what I mean? I'm always very curious, because I'm like, man, like, I don't actually know too many people that... Um, go to that. Do you guys know people that go to Art Basel? What do you think about Art Basel? Um, a lot of cocaine money down there. <laughs> so, I like the Tony I- Montana. I like the idea of Art Basel, and I think yeah. that's what that draws people there initially. Like, like I went there two years ago or three years ago, and um, you said the Winwood area, right? Yeah, and it's cool because uh, it's cool because you're walking down the street and and you just continue to run into people and they're they're doing walls or they're just you know there for that and that's that's awesome like the 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 community really does flock to there or maybe they used to flock to there and and that that's awesome but but then art basel as a whole my take on it was there's just too much going on and and i just there's 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 no you can't breathe and there's no focus and and i didn't care about no no offense to anything i didn't i stopped caring about the the stuff in the um the gallery showings and stuff like that like the actual art basel and caring more about you know the work that was being put up on the walls both yeah, yeah, commission yeah. and renegade and yeah, it's like there's so much of it now it's like there's more of a focus and more of that or just as much as yeah. they are in galleries yeah i agree yeah so it was cool to be there but i don't need to be there every year yeah, I, I don't know I've, how people i haven't been yeah. because if you want to set up like i would love to set up a booth there one day or something like that to kind of just showcase you know what i mean but you know, trade shows are always like super pricey, right? And it's like I just want to—I'm just saying—I just want to get people's opinions. Who are, you know, what I mean. But, anyways, yeah. So Miami's cool. New York, New York, man. We gotta—we gotta take a trip out to New York one day, Teach. I mean, yes. like get get some of your stuff up there. But you're right. It's so hey, hard. If you uh, just let's let's start setting this up uh, now, okay? Any any New York artists that would be interested in being on the show, hit us up now so that we can uh, start getting this figured out. Yeah, man. Definitely. That easy. That easy, man. <laughs> It is that easy. That's another thing about the community that we talked about. I mean, now, if I if I go anywhere, it's like reaching out to people, even if it's cities I've never been, like reaching out to people that, that do art there, the artists, or even photographers, too. Like, I, I, I have this great story. Like, I went to Berlin. Another big street art city, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I went there at the wrong time. Like, it was actually, it was cold. But mm. um, I want to... I want to go back, you know, because it is a walk around city and you can do so much more art. But We're, but I was there with my uh, ex-girlfriend um, at, at, or my girlfriend at the time. Now my ex-girlfriend, we both did art. And this photographer, she's awesome, met us. She had paint for us. She had a mapped out like where we would go. What? We did so much art like in a I don't know what it was an hour and a half and we were freezing our ass off so it was like an hour and a half two hours but we got so much more done that would have been I don't know like two days to find those spots and to do whatever so so having those people it was just so incredible and and we actually did and two hours later it started snowing which is crazy the amazing thing about that is the pieces are still up like the art lasts there and it was just so great but but i but just part of that community like now you go anywhere and you just reach out to people and it's amazing how 
accommodating they are. They'll give you advice or they'll be like, I'll meet you. Let's or they'll collab with you. Absolutely. And there's you always know, that. You know like, I mean? let's yeah, do something yeah. cool. And, 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 and it's right back. It's not just about the take, take, take. It's like if anybody comes to Los Angeles, anybody that contacts me, I will go out of my way to show. I'll open up my studio and say, yeah. hey, come work here. And then, totally, you know, here are the nice. walls or let's go out and, and, and do whatever. And because people did that for me, including the person that I'm sitting across from. And and that's just <laughs> awesome. But I mean, it's, it's, More it is cool. And, yeah. and, and, and you know what? I got I to gotta bring something up here yeah. that is really, really awesome. So when I showed... Um, wordsmith the uh, stencil technique i said you got to make me a promise okay i'll show you this technique but you got to promise me you got to at least show one other person or more okay (laughs) now he absolutely did that and 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 he actually um one of the people that he showed um they actually found this other mesh material Mm. this uh, drywall mesh that is actually better for bigger pieces Mm. So, in in actually, you know, helping to spread the word, I actually Innovative. learned something myself. Oh, yeah. So that's what happens. That's why I do what I do, you know, because anytime you teach something, you always learn something in return. And yeah. this is this is something that I've actually used myself. I've used the bigger mesh, you know, when I'm doing bigger pieces. And if you're going to do like a big piece, uh, it's a big image on the side of a wall or something like that, it's totally better to use this this bigger mesh. Because the, the smaller mesh that I use, it's actually a fiberglass window screen, um, you know, that's that has smaller holes and the spray doesn't go through it like it does the, the bigger mesh. Mm-hmm. And the bigger mesh also has a sticky side on one side. Oh, there you go. It's, yeah, it's drywall <laughs> mesh, if that makes sense to anybody. So it actually comes out of the roll sticky, so... God bless teach, but I don't know how you spend. And it's because I like, like did, but I, you spend. It is therapy. <laughs> we al- therapy. we always say that, like you like <laughs> gluing everything because of the the screen he uses. He has to glue, and you've seen it on his videos if you've spent a minute on his Instagram. But it's just I I I, I couldn't imagine doing that for all the pieces that <laughs> I guy, do in all these different sizes. But yeah, this guy cut out. A, he went to Amsterdam. Let's talk about Amsterdam for a little because we haven't really like caught up about Amsterdam. Like you know, we haven't really like talked too much about it. Basically, before we do that, I, I want to hear um, the different countries that you've been to, Wordsmith. What countries have you been to? Um, to do street art. To do street art. That, that's funny because I was. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I, that's I, right. Because I, you've, I, done, you've been. I've been to Amsterdam, but it was before I I was wordsmithing, yeah. and I want to go back so bad, but. Um, let's see. I know see. who to I, hook you up with. I've been to I've been to uh, the UK. I've been to France. Um, I've been to Germany. I've been to uh, um, Australia, and I've been to New Zealand. Mm. And then I'm missing one or two. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was in Jap- I was in Japan. Oh, um, nice, so, nice, nice. Yeah, nice. And then I, I'm missing one or two that uh, that like once you're in London, it's such a hub to get yeah, to absolutely. other places. And the only place that I've been, because I take the art with me everywhere, and the only Smart. place that. I didn't get up. I, I went with my family to Venice last year, oh. and and I couldn't find paint. Like it was, oh. it was this massive mission. It was so frustrating. But we were only there for a day and a half. I forgot where else we were oh. going right after that. So it was a really quick That's thing. Not much time. And I didn't get up. And I'm like, I have to figure out a way to not let that happen again. Like because yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't take aerosol on the plane. But I was so frustrated. You know what I mean? It was the only city that... it's like to be a street artist, okay? Uh. <laughs> anywhere we go, anywhere we go, and we see a spot that we know that we know would have been an awesome, awesome spot for one of our pieces, it kills us. Yeah. So we can't... We got to take our stuff everywhere we go. 
And so, it's it's great to take it everywhere you go. But I have this story where I was looking for paint, and it was like this comical thing of I would go, I would I would research a thing and walk over to the store, and it was gone. And then I would I find a place, and I would go, and it was closed. And the last place was supposed to be open, and I think they closed early. And I saw it was cheap paint too, but I didn't care. And I'm literally like a kid in denial. Maybe they'll come the back. Maybe they went to go get coffee, pressing my face on the window, going, "The paint's right there." Like, I was so frustrated. I was. So Dude, you're frustrated. a band. Don't break an inner. Yeah, Fuck, I was you're so vandalizing. Don't break an inner. Yeah. Right? I sh- yeah. You can always apologize. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, as a fan, you're just like, yeah, these guys are great. Yeah, so <laughs> I got to go back. I got to go back to... Instagram, man. Like, you know what I mean? You don't think about, like, what it actually takes to, you know, to, to get these pieces up, man. Like, you know what I mean? We definitely appreciate all that. Dude, man. we got so lucky in Amsterdam. Okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. Especially that time of year. Like, I was looking at the weather before we headed over to Amsterdam just so I could figure out what the clothing or whatever to take with me. And I, when I first started looking at it, it was like, okay, we got one day we'll be there, and then it's going to rain the rest of the days. Oh. Uh, okay, well. Um, but then it was like raining 30 to 40% each day or something like that. And then um, I guess like about three days, no, two or three days before it was the last time that I looked because I got so damn busy with trying to get stuff ready to go and everything. Um, and it got it gotten worse. It looked like it was just going to rain all fucking week. Um but then we get over there, and it was so nice. It was like perfect weather, man. It was, like, okay, awesome. other than the wind. The wind was a little annoying trying to you know, get the, the pieces up. Yeah, I don't that's know true. If that's true. We were at the uh, – it's called the NDSM. If you want to take a look on Instagram, it's hashtag NDSM. It's like this little like graffiti. If you go there, we saw like Vile – Right, we saw like yeah, and and local the, uh, artists of of, um, of Amsterdam like Antique. I don't know if I'm uh, pronouncing that correctly. It's A N T I K uh, Nuke. Um, uh, yeah, but there's a, there's a ton of work on the side of the buildings. Huge, um, like you know they had to have cranes to get up there and everything, or repelling. I know that some guys do repelling, which is crazy. Um, but it's they're basically I think they're trying to turn it into somewhat like a street art museum yeah, area. Like, yeah, it was really cool. Like I don't know why, but America- it was windy as fuck. Yeah, that's true. It's cold. And I'm there though. trying to get a piece up, and this little area that's right out by the water, and the the the. The paper is just shooting straight up. It becomes a kite, <laughs> like like yeah. it just shoots straight up. You know what I mean? And and yeah, so that was no no. The, you know what? In Amsterdam and NDSM area, there's this submarine, right? It, <laughs> it's half out of the water, and it's all tagged up. And teachers like, how do you get there, man? And I'm like. I think we got to have a boat, bro. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was, it was Frankie. I think Frankie uh, Hollywood told us about uh, this place, and um, he uh, he also told us about the submarine. And he's like, uh, hey, you know, if you can get on the submarine, I'm sure they'll let you, you know, put a piece on there. And when he said it like that, I was like, if you can get on the submarine, well, I, I'm not really sure what the hell he meant by that. But I figured it out once I got there yeah. is because it's kind of half sunk. Yeah. Okay. And But it's still sticking out of the water. And the parts that are sticking out of the water are just totally tagged up. Yeah. And so, of course, I'm walking around trying to see, oh, is there a dock that goes out to it maybe? No. No. Yeah. It's just it has some floats that are around it. Um, that I guess maybe show like any boats so they don't hit it or whatever and you basically have to get a dinghy or a little boat or something like that or swim out there I'm not about to I was not about to swim out there yeah um, and then get on there and then you can just you know do whatever you like yeah. but uh, well then my advice would be don't go to Venice because one you can't find paint but two <laughs> you see all these incredible walls and you're like 
how am I going to get out there? Like, because oh. it's just all water, and and, and that was a fr- frustrating thing because I was seeing all these incredible walls, and I had all planned, and then I couldn't find paint. But there were some walls I'm like, I don't know how you would, yeah, how well, you like, would get. You have to have a rowboat or. I think thingy. Mason yeah. had that piece like right there that recently. Yeah, that he, you know, it's it's really cool, man. I, yeah. hey, I, I don't care. You know, I'm, just I you just find a way. So, you yeah. find a way. But when it you're was, in in in, uh, in foreign countries. Um, you basically put the words in their language. Sometimes. Um, um, it, it, most of the countries, oddly enough, that I've been to embrace English. You know what I mean? And, um, and, and the funny part of that story is, like, when I first went to Paris, I did some um, words in French. And I know people that have lived their entire lives there. So I was like, oh, this is what I want to say. Can you translate it for me? And they translated, and I printed them up, and I had them, and I put them up. And then my feed became... Oh no no no! We don't say that. That's wrong. This oh, is wrong. Oh god! So they're correcting there, you. Absolutely. There's so ah. many different areas that, the, and I was just it was it turned into a, an <laughs> argument about how you say things mm. and this and that. Even though I had it translated. Well, they're that, French, man. French that, people. <laughs> yeah, and and I still every now and then do like I did a piece in um, Lyon um, last year or yeah, year and a half ago that was all French and it was embraced. Somehow I got it right, but or maybe they're a little more lax in in Lyon, but. Um, um, no, that's very highly possible, yeah, man. But, but 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 I I kind of just stopped doing it as a whole. Um, and and it depends where I go. Like it's so funny when I went to Japan, I wanted to do one so bad, but uh, um, in 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 yeah, in and, I, and I didn't. Um, but but I vowed to return and do something because that that calligraphy like like it's writing beautiful. coming out of the typewriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, cool. well, you know what? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to uh you know what? It's funny because I just actually we're going I'm taking teach uh for a show in China at the end of the year. Shanghai. Nice. Yeah, right. And then um one of the things like a teach re- teach recently did like a, a griffin, right? And then I um he signed his name like a uh, uh he asked me he's like, "Hey, how do you sign my in Chinese?" In Chinese. And I I told him these are the characters, you know what I mean? And uh he did it. I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's just like I felt that too. We you don't. Know what I mean? like we I don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a there was a like a pause, that awkward pause, yeah. you know. And I'm like, oh god. Yeah. No. Okay. So no. I was like, oh no, no. Fuck. You don't even have to say anything. Okay. The pause was long enough. That awkward pause. You might as well punch me in the balls. Okay? Yeah. So, so 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 what I actually got today, teach. I, I got it my literally a calligraphy set, man. And put it, it this way, awesome. when I was a kid, man, like this is the shit that I thought I would never ever use in life, and I would never care about. But like I had to go to Chinese. When I was a kid, it was this is how Monday through Friday you go to regular school. Saturday I went to Chinese school. Su- Sunday I went to Sunday school. Yeah, so yeah. Fuck, oh. man. You know what I mean? Dude. But anyway, Chinese school we had like. Uh, some uh, calligraphy classes, and I, you know, I mean, so it's like, a, you know, it's like this is the most artistic in the box thing you can get for Chinese people, you know, calligraphy, you, you know what I mean? It's still in the box, right? So I learned and I was like, hey, man, I'm going to just like give you a few like uh, pointers too, you know what I mean? So, so I totally understand what you mean by the other, but I'm saying that, you know, the Japanese is called, uh, the, you know, it's derived from Chinese kanji, you know what I mean? So it's like they have their own characters too, but it's interesting because... I think it's like as an artist, you realize you're just like, all right, you feel good. You're like, all right, I'm making it in America, you know. And then it's just you're like, I want to reinvent myself. I want to touch these people in Asia, and they're like, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of just like one of these things as artists, like we constantly have to challenge ourselves to like reach new audiences. And yeah. I think it's like if you're game for it, 
your game. You know, some people they like to just be like, "Hey, I'm just a local block guy." You, you, you know what I mean? And, well, they're, they're, I'll up the ante and, <coughs> and also sound like a dick in the process. There's some people that put up words on walls in America that I look at and I'm like, mm, you don't really <laughs> oh, yeah. have a you don't really have a grasp of the English language, or there's a better way to say that, or you forgot you forgot the comma. I mean, trust me. So, so. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, shit, man. You know what? It's been about an hour, man, okay? So, I mean, we can go on forever, like I said, but we got to go out to dinner because we're going to take right. Smith out to dinner. We're going to watch some bare-knuckle boxing tonight, you know what? man. Before we get to that, um, uh, here's, here's a question I'm sure some, some other artists maybe would like to know. Um, when it comes to working with galleries, selling stuff yourself, I mean, what do you, what do you find... Um, you know, works best or, you know, experiences with galleries. Um, sometimes it's better just selling it yourself. Absolutely. I, uh, I will speak candidly about this and I speak candidly about everything, but, um, I, I, I like the idea of galleries. I think we all like the idea of galleries, but I'm frustrated by galleries to be totally honest because I, I don't see a lot of curation happening. You know what I mean? I think back in the day, they used to take your art and bring it to an audience that you didn't have access to. Now, they had a client list. Yeah, now yes. it just doesn't seem like that happens. It seems, to be totally honest, that, that the artist does a lot of work. You know well, I mean? dude, someone like you especially. You do all your advertising. You're, you're on yeah. the street. <laughs> yeah, so, but, but I think it's more than me. It's just, it's, 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 it should frustrate because once we start not voicing our opinion or saying, is this fair? Are you doing you know, enough work? Or what are you bringing me? You know, I mean, they, they they start to take advantage, and I think that's maybe what happened over time, and and I hate that. I mean, there's some galleries I really like, but yeah, as a whole, it's what you said. It's like I'd rather hold on to the hold on to the work myself and have people contact me for whether it's work that I currently have in my possession or I do commissions on yeah. an ongoing basis. What's and, the best way to reach you to do commissions? Uh, I have a website. It's wordsmith.com or the, my Instagram, which is at wordsmith, and you can send me a message. And I stay very close. Uh, people people are kind of um, like, not shocked, but but I stay close to my Instagram, and, and I like keeping tabs on everything. I probably spend too much time on it, but it's not. Hey, it's, if you want to – This is, this is my this bread is, and this butter. This is business. Yeah, okay? exactly. Any of you artists out there so, who are lucky enough to have your work actually resonate with people and stuff – you know, it, you got to be on top of the shit too. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You yeah. can't just, you know, expect it to come to you and the people, you know, to flock to you and, and someone to come and work for you and, and, you know, present your stuff and take care of everything. That In the old days, this is where the 50% came from, okay? In the old days, uh, there were patrons that would actually support an artist by bringing them in and letting them live at their house. Mm-hmm. They would feed them. They would buy their art supplies. They would pay for all their promotions. They would mail it out. They would have the art show. <clears throat> but here's the catch, though. They would have the art show at their house, mm. which was the art gallery. Mm-hmm. These days, you know, the art galleries have to pay rent and everything. Yeah. So it's understandable that they have to take, you know, you know. for a while I was like, you know, what are you doing for me, this, that, and the other? Back in the old day, they earned their 50%, you know. Um that's true, but yeah, it came out of their house. Their house was their gallery and everything. You know, like Rembrandt had his house, mm-hmm. and he promoted a bunch of artists in, in Amsterdam. Well, you know, these days the the galleries do have to pay rent, which you know, and the only thing that it's paying for is that gallery. It's not their home or anything like that. So, you know, um, there are some galleries out there that do have uh, you know clients, um, but it's not like the old days. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also what will help you. Um, 
set a your your price whenever you're trying to figure out how much to sell your stuff for. If you have a reputable gallery, like say the, the Bruce Lurie Gallery or the Gabba Gallery, uh, or if you're in Amsterdam, the OD Gallery, or if you're a resident artist at LA Schreier Gallery, yeah, <laughs> and but, you make a sale, then that actually, you know, you keep track of that, and that's what helps set your rate, yeah. and then you slowly build up from that. So, um, hey, but you know what? Real quick, you're, you're saying that not a lot of the galleries do that. Straight up, hey, if I like your shit. Okay, I'm gonna invite you to stay at my pad, and then we're gonna have a show for you at one of the local galleries. I I put out that fucking invite. I live in Orange County. Woo. It's a nice house. Okay, that I, is L.A. Street Art Gallery <laughs> speaking, my friend. Hey, not hey, teacher, hey. not wordsmith. Okay, hey, like you can't come stay with me or my family. We love you and everything. We'd appreciate the, all that, but that's James Shen with uh, L.H. Street Art Gallery, also known as Shenanigans, and James O.G. on, uh, oh, James O'Gig on Instagram. <laughs> You'll find me, dude. That'll be the one you contact, okay? You contact him, not me, to stay with me. You stay, <laughs> stay with him. Like I said, anyways, bottom line, man, like, you know, I always hear that a lot about other galleries, man. At the end of the day, like, we've just been kind of evolved into what we are today, man. It's a platform for all these street artists, man, and we just really appreciate you coming on the show because... It's kind of like one of these things. If we all support each other, man, we can be like so much greater. I feel like, especially in street art, back in the day, graffiti, everybody's kind of just all man for himself. You, you know what I mean? And I, I think, think this also helps people figure out who they really like. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. If you, if you sit here and you listen to our podcast, okay, and, and how we're getting to know somebody, you're going to get to know them. You know yeah. what I mean? We don't have a form, an outline of, of questions that we ask. You're like, okay, number two, what do you, what do you think about this? You know? <laughs> That's not how you really get to know people. You know, yeah, you I mean? have a conversation. So after yeah. after people listen to this, they're going to be able to help figure out. Oh man, you know, I, this really makes me curious about this artist. I want to look into him more. You know, so that's what we're trying to help artists with as well. Yeah, we've yeah. been talking about people coming back on the show. Just letting you know, we're going to have Risky. Uh, Risky is the guy who drew the Machiavelli cover for uh, Tupac. Basically, mm -hmm. he said he's going to come back on the show. He has a new coloring book. We're trying to promote that. Nice. Um, who else said they're going to come on the show? A bunch of people said they're gonna come on, but like I said, I can't remember because I'm a little tipsy right now. But we need to. Get We've been to drinking. This is the first time we drank while we've done a, a podcast. So, like I said, man, appreciate you guys. We got a. We got a. Wordsmith, uh, thanks again for coming all the way out here. Uh, it's good to be here. We we got a we got a can contest coming up. Yeah, and for uh, custom cans, we'll 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 Ellie Street Gallery will give you a, you know some custom cans if like uh you know we'll put all that shit out, man. But we appreciate you guys, man. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, just one last time, uh, how do we find you again, Wordsmith? Uh, it's basically Wordsmith with no vowels. W R D S M T H, and that's mm. Wordsmith.com and at Wordsmith on Instagram. And you know what? Okay, I gotta give a shout out. Whoever Sam B. Lester is, she left us a review. You know, she said this reviews. podcast okay, is a gem. Yes, please, people, leave us reviews. Give us some ideas or tell us we suck. One thing, you know, uh, help us to grow. You know, help us to get better. We'd appreciate tell it. Tell us we suck on the DMs, though. Don't leave us a review. That <laughs> yeah, suck. yeah, I don't know why. It I, sticks, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, seriously. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. Love you guys. Take care. Peace. Bye. And in